Welcome to The Four Keys Show, how to win in your business, body, relationships, and mindset. My name is Andrew Silito, business psychologist and performance coach. Hi, welcome to The Four Keys Show. My name is Andrew Silito, and for the next 10 minutes, I am going to be talking about your strategic bias as a business owner, business leader, and how it is a strength of yours, your bias and your preference, and how you like to work and how you like to operate, lead teams, run your business, etc and also how it can be an overdone strength so while strengths are great to have if we are unaware of them or a bit blind have a few blind spots they can be overdone strengths and actually end up hindering you as a business owner and business leader and typically with all all these type of profiling we don't want to we don't want to put people into into boxes so you might recognize a few of the traits that I share with you and I'm gonna put them into four categories and see if you recognize your style as a business owner business leader the first one I'm gonna talk about is the uh, results-driven leader. Uh, we're also going to talk about the process-driven leader, the consensus, or sometimes referred to as the cultural-driven leader, and the image-driven leader. So these are the four areas I'm going to talk about. And you might recognize that there's a, a primary and a secondary uh, preference that you have and how you like to operate. And it might help you also understand why uh, there's certain people you get along with. You just, when you're in the boardroom together and you're, you're working through strategies and tactics, you just seem to connect and gel and that's great but that can also be a hindrance because it's a bit jargony but it's also referred to as groupthink where you you just think the same way so you feel like you've got a connection you've got rapport but actually you might be missing out on an opportunity or just implementing something uh, in, in, in the way of tactics uh, that actually you know need to be challenged by by someone else with a different way of thinking but often when we have that person that's challenging us and has a different way of thinking it kind of jars on us and, and actually we tend to avoid that person or we get into a bit of a bit of a fight, a bit of a tangle. We don't really come out with any good innovation. So it's about slowing it down, having a little think uh, and how we can work together. So the first thing is it always comes down to self-awareness. It's about holding the mirror up to yourself and saying, actually, how is it I like to work as a business owner, business leader? And what are my strengths and how can how can some of these strengths be be holding me back? So let's talk about the results driven leader. And this is quite common particularly in, in entrepreneurs because they tend to be results. This is a bit of a sweeping statement, but oft, often results focused. Uh, always think about the end in mind, which is a strength. You know, when it comes to achieving a vision and a mission, uh, you need to have clear outcomes. You need to have clarity around those results and start working backwards from that. The challenge is if those results don't come quick enough in a results driven leader, that can become frustrating. Or if other people around them aren't keeping up with their pace. So if they're constantly working towards that result, or if you're someone that works towards that result and you feel it's important, you kind of know how it's got to be done and everyone's talking about it and it's frustrating you because why are we wasting time talking about it when I just want to get on and execute? Or for you, it's something to think about, which is that, that slowing down to speed up. Just take a step back, listen to those around you, take on their information. There might be some really good innovation in there, some tactics you hadn't thought about that could be really, really useful to you. Uh, so if you're a results-driven leader, yes, absolutely. Um, but just think that um, your, your motto might be, let's just stop wasting time and get it done. And that might not be useful for everybody that's around you. So have a think about that if you're a results-driven leader. The, the other the leader I'm going to talk about is the process-driven leader. Now, what we see in process-driven leaders is a desire for certainty, structure, uh, typically putting processes and systems in place very early on when they start their business. And, 
And these are important processes, systems, whether you are running a business or leading a, a sports team. You know, we know systems and processes. You've only got to watch uh, the World Cup at the weekend to see those teams that are implementing systems and executing on the systems and following process consistently tend to come out with a really good result. So it is important, it's not everything, but it is important to have processes in place. But if you're someone that is process driven and you find that other people aren't perhaps executing on the process or following things in a certain way, certain structure, you may find that frustrating. Perhaps they're a little bit more cavalier in the way they do things, they're a bit big, bigger picture, they're not in, interested in the detail, and you're interested in, in getting into the weeds and the process and making sure things are done in, in an efficient way. Uh, yes, it's important, but just be mindful. Not everyone thinks your way, and not everybody is going to work uh, to your benchmark, your standards. Because uh, if, if you're a process-driven leader, then chances are you have, you have high standards. Um, so that's the process. So I've talked about results process. I'm going to talk about the consensus-driven leader, or what I'll also refer to often as the, the cultural-driven leader, where culture and environment and the way people behave and, and getting people uh, on the same uh, picture is important. Let's just turn that off. Um, is important to you as a consensus-driven leader. You want everybody thinking and uh, responding and feeling uh, the the way you do and seeing it from the, the same picture. So uh, that's something to think about because often what we also see in a consensus driven leader is an avoidance of conflict. So whilst there's a, you know, harmony and culture and good behaviors are important, sometimes people need to be challenged, particularly around their behavior. So you might have a view on behavior and, and how people should behave. One of the things we talk about is above the line behavior versus below the line behavior. So we hold people accountable, uh, give them good feedback, good, um, Positive feedback if they're acting above the line, but if they're below the line, they need to be challenged and held accountable. Well, if you're a consensus-driven leader and you like harmony, you might avoid some of that conflict. So it's building the muscle to be uh, challenging and hold the mirror up to other people as well. Uh, so something to think about, you might be your motto might be around um, don't rock the boat uh, because it might cause that conflict and you're uncomfortable with that. So it's something to overcome. And then the, the other uh, type of leader we talk about is the image-driven leader. Uh, this is the person, and if you're a business owner, the first thing you might have done was started to perhaps work on your logo, your branding, perhaps you're really into marketing and, and the external image, not just of your business, but also personally. Um, your personal branding, how you show up, what people think of you is probably important to you if you're an image-driven leader. And that can be a strength because you, you operate and work in a, in a certain way, but you also might do things that you think will uh, attract people towards you and that could... Um, change the way you lead and you might get lost in in that versus perhaps having a bit more attention towards process and structure and so on. And if you're more more about image, you likely that you're probably going to be a little bit more cavalier in the way you do things, big picture, uh, you might be low risk, uh, so you might do things that um, certainly, you know, as an entrepreneur are important uh, and, and managing risk is is important and overcoming the fear of, of uh, failure is important as a as an entrepreneur. But if there isn't any substance underneath that, then that might start to, to hold you back and hinder your performance as a business owner and business leader. So I've talked about four different areas. Keen to hear what, what you think. I've talked about results-driven leader. All about results, working with the end in mind and working backwards, but you might get frustrated if people aren't working at your pace. Process-driven leader is great because we need structure, we need certainty, we need systems in place to drive the performance and drive those results. 
Although you might get frustrated if people don't work to the same standards as you or implement on those systems or don't work in a linear kind of way, a binary way that you like, might like to. Uh, if you're a consensus driven leader and you like harmony and people to feel happy and the culture to be right and safe, that's all great. But also bearing in mind that people need to be challenged on their behavior if they're not um, working in a certain way. <clears throat> so overcoming that fear of conflict. An image driven leader, yes. Branding, personal branding, marketing, we're hearing a lot about that at the moment. Uh, it's a big drive to improve personal branding. And you, you know, if that's something that you, you feel very comfortable with, then, then great. Um, but it's not all about personal branding. Just remember that. And it won't be as important to some others in your team. So it's just trying to see it from the same page and see it through their lens. So as a leader, the first thing we have to do is rather than looking through the window and, and pointing the finger and asking the questions of why people aren't seeing the world the way you see it, we have to turn, turn the mirror, look at ourselves, hold the mirror up to ourselves and be very honest about what our preferences are and what our strengths are, but also how those strengths might be, be holding, holding us back or holding, holding you back. So that was a, just a, a, quick, a quick one today. I think that was uh, just under 10 minutes, so I'll leave it at that. But keen to hear what your thoughts are, your questions. Do you recognize yourself in any of those descriptions? Um, are you against kind of putting people into, into boxes and, and looking at that, that way? Or is it just a useful reference point uh, from a self-awareness point of view? Uh, let me know what you think. And until next time, keep doing the work and take care. Have a great week. That's it for this week's episode of the Four Keys podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate it, leave a review. It's much appreciated. Until next time, keep doing the work.